glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. Alex, this one's going to be fun because John Lynch spoke to the media. So now we get all the insight about Jimmy Garoppolo, the insight about D4, the insight about Alex Mack, and all the while the 49ers made a signing, bringing back another player, Ross Dwelly, tied in three, coming back to San Francisco on a one-year deal. Uh, yes, tied in three, did come back to uh, San Francisco on, on a one-year deal, and in Niners are in a, uh, I mean, I guess they feel like they're in a pretty good spot with the, with the Rostovoli signing. Um, little surprising to me, to be honest, because I thought we were going to get an upgrade at the, at the tight end room, and it feels like maybe potentially more of the same. Um, but the Niners, look, they have to find a way to operate with the cap as it currently is. Um, they're going to be paying him a fairly cheap contract. That's not going to end up being a whole heck of a lot of money. So it makes sense in that regard. It definitely makes sense there. And uh, Dwelly's still a young guy. He's not an old man or anything, so he still has room to develop and grow. Um, but as of right now, here's the real question about Ross Dwelly in that situation and them signing him. Is is this tight end two or is this tight end three? I think he's tight end three right now. That's what it feels I mean, like. Charlie Warner asserted himself as tight end two, and he'll be in competition with Jordan Matthews to make this roster. That's your four tight ends right now. We'll see if they... You know, go out and draft someone as well that can come in and compete. I wouldn't be surprised if that doesn't happen. But what you've done, again, is eliminate a need. You no longer have a need at the tight end position according to how they value their roster and view their roster. So anytime you can do that going into a draft, it makes everything more wide open. Your ability to move amongst the draft and be able to draft the players that you want, uh, it's it's a lot easier. You can be more strategic with your moves. So uh, this is solid. I have no problems with Ross Dwelly. If we get 2019 version of Ross Dwelly, I'm excited about the tight end room. I still always thought that they needed to improve it. Um, but right now, status quo is good enough, especially while they have $25 million of Jimmy Garoppolo still on the books. And in fact, $27 million is his actual cap hit. And so I think that, you know, you're going to see these signings continue. And the 49ers have not been uh, real reluctant to go ahead and bring their players back. They've been doing this for a couple of years now. So Alex, guess what? Keep option on brand to bring back one of your own guys, right? It is on brand to bring back yeah. one of your own guys. You're not wrong there. It's it's on brand. So this makes sense for San Francisco. Um, yeah, if you're getting a 2019 version of Rostovelli, then this is great for the 49ers. Um, and if you're not, then uh, you're still having questions and looking to upgrade the room. But what this may mean also, right, is a signing like this may mean that tight end is something they plan to target. And they plan to bring some competition into the room um, rather than go out and get a big name or a guy that, you know, would, would have a bigger impact, <clears throat> like, a, like a Robert Tunyon that didn't really end up signing a huge contractor deal but i but i digress and get away from that and uh, is still available no he's re-signed with green bay one okay. year deal i think it was about four and a half four and a half million wow okay so he did not get the market value that pff put out there that he was going to get close to 12 million dollars a year not even close when i saw the contract and i almost cried it, 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 <laughs> i got close to it, it just means he wasn't willing to be tied in two either i mean you no. can go to green bay be tied in one maximize your potential um, knowing that, the that salary cap is going to explode and, and be able to go out and as long oh, as yeah. he stays healthy, he's going to get paid. Yeah, he will. You know, and, and I think that this is something now that we have to address because of John Lynch. I don't like to continually talk about Jimmy Garoppolo all the time, um, but this is big news because, you know, with John Lynch's approach that the, their meetings that they're having in Florida and 
he's asked about Jimmy Garoppolo and you know, he is asked if the two twos that he was offered was a real offer. And he says, there's no truth to that. Uh, that is a false report. He was never, in fact, they, the talks with other teams never got far enough to have a concrete offer made. So Jimmy Garoppolo has never come close to being traded. There's never been a concrete offer for that. So the things that the Colts, the Panthers were saying uh, recently about them not really negotiating or, or trying to get Jimmy Garoppolo, but doing due diligence on other players was in fact the truth. So yeah, this is something that is is interesting. Uh, John Lynch saying, in fact, that Jimmy Garoppolo is too good for them to just release. So the expectation is they won't release him now. So Jimmy Garoppolo is either, in his own words, going to be playing for us or playing for someone else. And I believe he means via trade. So the only way that they would end up moving Jimmy Garoppolo uh, is if they get a trade that they feel is worthy. And in fact, they say now they're able to take on that money. But he admitted almost all of their offseason plans included that money being gone off the books. Yeah, uh, their their offseason plans did feel like it was going to be gone off the books. And yeah. unfortunately for them, the Deshaun Watson situation plays out exactly the way that it did. Teams are more invested and interested in that. Jimmy Garoppolo dealing with a shoulder injury. And you're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. Um, I, I think the the not a surprising or crazy thing was John coming out and saying the two twos was not an offer that we received. Uh, in a surprising twist of events, Mike Florio is talking out of his behind. It's not the first time that Mike Florio has done that in the last month. And so uh, Mike Florio, you don't just take it with a grain of salt. You take it with a whole heaping of salt and know that uh, whatever you're digesting and swallowing uh, coming out of his mouth about at least about the 49ers and about Tom Brady is probably not going to be accurate. It seems that he's definitely losing credibility when it comes to the 49ers. Some would argue he never had any, in fact, when it came to the 49ers news. Continually, these national you know writers and insiders get it wrong about what the 49ers do. We've been talking about the 49ers not having leaks, and you know once again, the 49ers don't have leaks. Um, but I thought John's comments really shed light on this situation. And everyone thinking that a Jimmy Garoppolo trade was imminent are, are exactly false. It was just something that we believed was going to happen. But in fact... Uh, there was no real offers for Jimmy Garoppolo, which means Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't been being close to being moved the whole time. So they've been operating free agency knowing Jimmy Garoppolo's you know, money was going to be on the books, and yet they've been able to come up with a plan to strategically work around his contract. I think that the fact they haven't been offered anything um, could go to signal that maybe the 49ers are, are making some really good decisions as far as players you know, that they're bringing back. You wonder about you know cutting him. I know the, the 49ers don't really want to cut him because they feel like He's a valuable enough player that you don't want to just you know release him for no you know with nothing to get back, plus an eight million dollar cap hit that you would get from it, and eight million dollars goes a long way to bring a lot of players in. And I know the argument that yeah, but you would free up you know eighteen million. Uh, I get that. I just wonder if eight million when you're trying to sign Debo Samuel and Nick Bosa eventually is just too much for the 49ers to take on because he talked also about the fact that Bosa and Debo Samuel are still. You know, they've been in contact with their their uh, you know their guys, their agents. They're trying to bring these guys in, and they're still part of the plan. But every single day, it seems like it gets a little bit harder to keep those guys. Um, it does. It does get a little bit harder. Um, this this Jimmy Garoppolo situation is a, a very unique one. It's an interesting one. Um, and unfortunately for 49ers fans, it's going to continue. Um, and you know, people talk about, well, they, this proves that Jimmy has no trade value. I think what it really proves is that as of this moment in time, with the injury up in the air, with the shoulder in its current state, um, and with teams wanting to see how healthy he is and, and when he can start throwing, that no team is willing to trade anywhere near what the 49ers asking price is. 
and the 49ers are sitting there going, we could lower the bar. We could lower the bar in order to get a, a, a deal done or at least something in agreement in principle until he's healthy. But once he's healthy, we think that value goes up and he becomes a very a much more valuable piece. So why would we do that? Yeah, you know, I see some people uh, commenting and I've seen uh, Arvis talking about, do you think they don't want to move Jimmy because they may regret it if he bounces back and plays like the quarterback they traded for from New England? I think that they know that Jimmy Garoppolo would have a market on the open market. Um, so if he got released, I believe New England would, in fact, be interested in him. I think that Carolina would be interested in him as they would want to you know, move away from Sam Darnold. So there are teams that would have interest in Jimmy Garoppolo on the open market. They're just not willing to trade for him right now. So the 49ers have made a decision that Jimmy Garoppolo is worth more on their roster um, than the $25 million cap hit that they're not going to get off of and whatever draft pick it was that they could possibly get, whether that's a fifth or sixth rounder. So they've just decided that his talent level, even as a backup, he is more valuable than that. Uh, um, right, wrong, or indifferent? I mean, that is that is basically what they've decided right now. And at some point, they could change their mind. They could they could get through the draft, and no one make a move there. Jimmy Garoppolo can get cleared, and they can make a, uh, make a decision to change their mind, but their stance is right now that Jimmy Garoppolo is a better benefit to the team with what they could potentially get either from releasing him or or a trade for a, a very much lesser pick because i think if they you know if they really wanted to just move him carolina would probably take him you know for a fifth or sixth round pick but then you know is that really enough value for jimmy i don't know if they're ready to do that so um but it appears right now there's there's no release in sight and there's no trade in sight which means gear up and enjoy ota's mini camps um and potentially training camp with jimmy garoppolo Wearing the number 10 jersey for the San Francisco 49ers. And competing for the starting job. You think so? Do you really think they would just hand the job to Trey? I don't think they would hand it to him, but I think there could be a, you know, one of those things where it's like, okay, Trey's getting uh, Trey's getting number one snaps now. I mean, Trey, I think Trey will get number one snaps. I think you have a, a full-blown quarterback competition, though. I think the, the night, I mean, I think you have to, right? If he's still on the roster coming into training camp, going into week one, week two of the preseason, the way that locker room is around around him, if they don't give him a chance to compete for the job, I, I, the guys would be pissed. At that point, does it not put added pressure on Trey? Yes, of course it does. I mean, you you can't argue that. It, it definitely is per, is pressure on Trey. Um, the question is is whether or not you think that's a good or bad thing for him as a fan. Like, right? If you're looking right. at it, it, some people will look at it as well. Competition, you know, breeds excellence. It breeds, you know, guys you know, growing and elevating and, you know, figuring out and clawing and fighting for something that they really want and being able to see what a guy is really made of. And some people believe, well, you get, he's young, right? He's a young guy who was under the impression this was his team. And now you're ripping that you're cutting, you're taking his legs out from underneath him. You know, why, how, how is this a benefit to him? I, I understand to see both sides of this. Um, that's, that's where we're headed. We're headed towards that conversation and that reality in which there is a quarterback competition. There is no set starting quarterback going into the season in 2022. And I think you and I both thought that there was, based on how the season ended, this this season, based on everything we knew about the situation, knowing what Jimmy's cap hit is, knowing what you did to go up to get Trey Lance, if you had told me that we would be sitting here not knowing who the starting quarterback was in 2022, I'd have been like, yeah, okay, no. We, we all know who it's going to be. This is silly. Well, this is silly stuff. Well, of course it was evident. I mean... This was Jimmy Garoppolo. At the end of the season, he was saying goodbye. Jimmy, Gar- they let Jimmy Garoppolo go through his goodbye speeches. Um, John Lynch talked with you know talked to, to the media about 
finding Jimmy a nice location to land and everything. This is not something that was the plan. Let's be honest. This wasn't the plan for Jimmy Garoppolo to be lacing him up for the Niners in 2022. But it is the reality of where we're at right now. And to me, John Lynch is making a move. He believes it's strategic. He believes this is the best thing for his team. And it's like David Campbell said in the chat. The 49ers are going to have the best backup situation in the NFL if Jimmy Garoppolo's on the roster, right? I mean, because one way... It's either Trey or it's Jimmy. And, I mean, you would think at this point that it would be Jimmy Garoppolo. I know you're saying there's going to be an open competition, but there. This, this is the difference between last year and this year. I believe this year Trey gets every opportunity to start. Correct. I don't think last year he got every opportunity to start. I think he got they, some. They, I think they knew what level he was at, where he was at mentally with picking up the offense and being able to go through the reads and progressions. And so they knew it would have to be during the season when he would actually have the potential to take over. And in fact, training camp was just, you know, him showing some things physically. Um, so I, I don't, I think he will get, you know, be afforded the opportunity, but oh wow, this is, it, it was interesting to me because I didn't think we were going to actually hear that from John. I thought we would get the, the more company thing. He's a part of us. And while he's a part of us, you know, we're, we're going to keep monitoring and blah, blah, blah. No, he was pretty much like, yeah, he's, he's on our team. And, uh, this is this is where we're at. Jimmy Garoppolo is a a 49er and we're not going to cut him. And I think that was surprising that he said in there was he basically acted like there was no way that we're going to release. Um that's what it sounded like. That's what it seemed like Ant and uh it is it is interesting. It is interesting that that's what he said. It's interesting that that's the position and the situation that the Niners are in. Um man, who would have thought this? Who would have thought this a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Who would have thought this a couple days ago? This this is what this would be what where we're at at this point in time, where you're going to have a, a quarterback continual controversy at this moment in space and in a situation where it doesn't sound like or seem like or feel like the Niners in any way, shape or form are going to cut him. And we've been telling the cutback crew for a couple a couple days now, last few streams that we've been doing, brace. You got to brace yourself for that. Like people were like, hey, well, you just cut Jimmy when you get to when he clears his physical. You don't worry about it, it is what it is. Niners don't want to do that. They, they have made that pretty clear. John has made it clear that this is not something that's an option. He's either on the roster or he's tr- out be via a trade. That that's what you're doing. Well, it's it's also not smart to say that, right? That you could eventually trade him because then he loses. I mean, uh, eventually cut him. cut him. That he would lose all trade value at that point because then a team could just sit there and wait it out. So you definitely want to act like there's no possibility you can cut him all the way through the draft because he's not going to be cleared until you know end of June, early July, anyways. So if he's not cleared to throw a football until then, there's no real reason. Uh, to make any sort of decision. So brace yourself, lock in, strap in, because this is what we're going to get. We're going to get OTAs with Trey Lance taking every first, you know, first team snap, OTAs through minicamp. And then when we get to training camp, if Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the roster, wow, it's going to be fireworks. You talk about an energy going into that training camp. It's it's going to be must-see TV. I mean, it's and, and no one's It's going to be must-be at Must-be at, yeah. I mean, well, maybe we'll stream like we did last time. Who knows? We have to. Um, but, yeah, I they think it's to. it's something that's interesting for sure. And, you know, John Lynch wasn't done, though. He didn't end at just the Jimmy Garoppolo conversations because he also talked about D Ford. Yep. And the fact that D Ford's back has shown no improvement. And they have basically no, no hopes. They don't know what he's going to be. Um, so it's not moving forward. So, Alex, if they cut him... Post June one, they now eat five point eight four million dollars in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three in dead money. It would save about a little over three million. I think it's close to four million dollars in cap space over the next two years. But still, I mean, how bad is this? It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Look, we we've been hopeful. 
we've been trying to stay hopeful about the situation because number one, D Ford hasn't come out and said he wants to retire or that he needs to retire. Niners hadn't come out and said anything about him needing to retire. But you know, this coming into this last season, you and I both sat here and said, you see what you can get out of D going into the 2021 season. Because anything you get out of him is, a, is just a bonus. You've, you already paid him. You're under, he's under contract. You're going to eat a bunch of dead money as it is anyway. He's already done a couple restructures. You try and get what you can get out of him, and, and you go from there, and you address it. Um, decent start to the year. Played in six games. Had three sacks. Was definitely, you know, trending in a, in a better direction. And it's like, okay, cool. Then everything flares up, and we don't see him again for the rest of the year. You're hopeful he can come back. Um, and then going into this offseason, you and I were both kind of like, well, they're, they're obviously the, the logical thing to do is to restructure unless he's going to retire. If he decides to retire, then your Niners are in a good boat. So this is where I'm a little confused about this whole situation because if the back is if back and neck is as bad as John Lynch is saying, why isn't this guy retiring? What You have nothing to prove at this point. Like nothing, my guy. You have nothing to prove. You were a guy who was one of the best at your position when you did it. You have an injury right now that prevents you from being that. Why risk it? Why risk the rest of your life, the ability to, to live a healthy life and a life, you know, that's worth living in terms of high quality standard? Why risk that anymore? Um, the Niners are going to pay you what they're going to pay you. you. You can walk away from this right now. I just don't understand why he wouldn't retire. Because he's not ready to walk away. He has that's a passion crazy. for football. That's crazy. You think so? I mean, I mean, it's crazy in the sense of I can't wrap my head around it. Ronnie Lott cut part of his finger off. No, no, but see... I understand Ronnie Lott cutting part of his finger off. We're talking about a neck or back, something that could prevent him from walking ever again. Yeah, and you know what? You know what he does? He loves football. He does. There's, there's lots of guys that he go does. Into, how many of these guys have went and had neck fusion surgery and spinal and fusion Manning. surgery and come back and play because they love football and they're dealing with all kinds of numbness in their fingers and everything? That's the reason they're in the NFL. I mean, this is just what they're about. And D Ford wants to be out there. He wants to be playing football, and so he's going to push it and he's pushing it to the limit. And, you know, John Lynch is basically coming out there and saying this isn't going to happen, and we'll see if, if D. Ford makes it happen now. What has John Lynch not been afraid to do? Talk to the media. Uh, so maybe D. Ford hasn't showed enough yet, and he's imploring him to get on that, you know, and, and make him show something. We'll see. Uh, but it wasn't a good sign if you were thinking about, you know, D. Ford possibly being that cherry on top, because I think everyone, including everyone in the cutback crew, um, believes for a fact that D. Ford, you know, completely plans on on trying to make this thing work, but that the 49ers prepared for life without D Ford. Uh, uh, they have 11 guys that are solid without D Ford. So I think they've prepared for life with it and D Ford's trying to play, but like, you know, Bomber T said, money talks. It, it does yeah. talk. It, it does talk. And David V just used his, uh, his super chat ant for his eight month, eight freaking months here on the, on the awesome, YouTube. David. David, absolutely awesome. phenomenal. My guy, TCC, great show guys. Um, we appreciate that, David. Thank you for the support. Thank you for being a channel member and everything else you do. Everything else you do for the Cutback Crew. It's fantastic. Um, but this is this is just this is upsetting. It's just disappointing. As a 49er fan and someone who has enjoyed what D Ford has brought to the table, and hearing this from John Lynch, knowing that there's there's an issue that there may not be any sort of like light at the end of the tunnel here for this. Um, it, it is disappointing. Disappointing to say the least. And I, I just want him to be, I want him to be healthy. I would love him to be able to get out on the football field. But this also may now, you know, peek a little bit behind the curtain, right? A little bit inside baseball here in terms of what the 49ers are looking at with their roster and, the, and positions they may, to, may need to address. If D Ford's not coming back into the fold with this team, maybe edge rusher now becomes something that's more than just a, a luxury pick. Maybe this is something they're looking at in terms of long-term development and a guy that can come in that they think can have an impact, right? Be that 
closer like D Ford was for them. Um, and that can become something down the road for this team in terms of like an every down guy. Oh, of course. Edge rusher. I heard you talking about edge rusher on the live stream last night. True. At 61. That makes a ton of sense it because does. you have Kerry Hyder on a one-year deal. Yep. Jordan Willis on a one-year deal. Yep. As Mr. Sam- Corey said, you get a one-year deal. You yeah. Get a- Samson Ebicom finishing up his two-year deal. You got Charles Aminahue, you know, on the last year of his contract. So the only one you have under contract for possibly two more years, and that's because you're going to use your, you know, your fifth-year exemption on him, is D- is Nick Bosa. So yeah, you're going to address the edge rusher in the draft. That's that's going to happen. I wouldn't even be surprised if they take more than one guy and then make them come in and compete. Um, because I do think there's some of the back-end guys that you could possibly press. So I think that this is something that's definitely on their radar. There's, I mean, Adam Peters and John Lynch being at Penn State. Uh, the, come on, we, we know what they're doing. They're going to be in Minnesota to watch Boyd Moffey, um, which I know you have a problem with David Lombardi talking about. He needs to stop talking yeah. about Boyd Moffey. What he meant to say was Boyd Malafub, whatever it was but that I tweeted out. Don't, also, don't be shocked if the 49ers don't put a huge value on uh, David Ajabu. Uh, um, because what, when you need that edge rusher, next year. Uh, so go out and get a big-time guy. So this is a possibility for sure. D Ford is definitely you know a... A problem, but remember the money is pretty equivalent to what K one. I'm sorry, Quan Alexander's uh, money was when they traded him to New Orleans. So st- similar dead cap hit. It's not fun. You don't want it, but this is what happens. Like in Tomlinson had a three, you know, a three million dollar cap hit, and now this. So this is what's going to happen with some of these players. Unfortunately, you take risks when you go out and you know trade for players and then sign them to big contracts. Didn't work out in D Ford's case, uh, and and the and, you know, unfortunately the Niners are going to suffer for it a little bit. Uh, they they are going to suffer for it. Um, this Ooh. on top of Jimmy Garoppolo as well. I like that Cameron Cameron Thomas San Diego San State. Diego State. There yeah. you go. That's, that's welcome, solid. Mr. Corey. That's, that's solid. Solid drop there. Solid drop as well. Um, but the, 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 the this the D Ford situation on top of the Jimmy Garoppolo situation puts you in a. Well, it's, it's just a bad cap situation for the 49ers, and it prevented you from being able to make the moves that you wanted to make, sign the guys that you wanted to sign. Um, but I will tip my hat to the organization, and like you mentioned earlier, you got to give credit to the front office and. They are adapting on the fly pretty well. They've re-signed a lot of guys and built this roster maybe a different way than they'd like to or were originally anticipating they could. Um, but, but this is not necessarily a bad shift, and it's actually a better course correction than we saw last year in the draft when some things didn't fall the way that they did, and they end up taking some guys that were kind of scratching their head going, wait, huh? Wait, huh? These guys? This is who you want? You want Aaron Banks and Trace? That's that's where Ombre Thomas? Or these are the guys we're going after right now? That That's who we're targeting? Um, they've definitely adjusted better now than they did last year when I wouldn't say similar adversity, but you know, same type, right? You have an idea in mind of how you're going to build out your roster. You have your guys that you're targeting and then you're not able to get them for a variety of reasons. Someone else takes them or in this case, you can't move off of some guys and you don't have a guy like D Ford potentially being back in the fold. Um, so the Niners have adapted very nicely. I will give them credit for that. Yeah. I, you know, one of the things that is is interesting too is, they did a huge course correction and maybe overcorrection in the draft last year where they went with players that didn't have injury history. So they had been burned with it before. They've been burned with it in free agency. So they've completely course corrected, and they're not signing players with injury history. Uh, could this be something they continue in the draft, or are they going to find a more happy medium? I'm hoping they find more of a happy medium, take some chances on a, a couple of guys, um, but keep it you know similar to what they did before. Because I think they did miss out on a few talented players because – they drafted a player that maybe had stayed healthy. That's not as talented. We'll, we'll see true. how that ultimately ends up. Uh, very, very, very true. Uh, JL is saying D'Angelo Malone, Western Kentucky. He's going to be later, though. Uh, you'd have to go get him later. You would not go get him second, third round. No, he, there's, there's edge rushers that are going to be way late. 
and and there there are some guys way late that are, that have some talent and definitely some development pieces. But if you're the Niners, I think you want to try and draft yourself a guy who could close. And you and I both have, I think, two or three guys in mind that at that 61 spot would make sense for the San Francisco 49ers. And would definitely be guys this year who could come in and be closing options for the 49ers. Um, the question will just be, number one, are they available at that spot at 61, right? Are they there? Yeah. Um, and then number two, you know, is that what the Niners decide is the best available option for them at 61? Or is there someone else or another position that they're looking at if a guy slides or falls down there that they're like, I'd rather do this instead? Yeah, 61 is an interesting number because it's just outside the top 50. Your chances of getting one of those impact players is definitely not as good as it would have been. So last year, the 49ers were sitting at 43, so they were in the mix for everyone that was right there. It's a little bit different this year, and I'm I'm concerned about the right player falling to 61. I think somebody will. I just wonder if it's going to be one of those edge rushers. I wonder if one of those edge rushers are going to be there or if they're going to have to take a different position, maybe an interior offensive lineman or a wide receiver, and then address the edge rusher, you know, in the third round. Because right now it doesn't appear that one of those edge rushers is going to make there. Now I'm hoping one of them is going to slide. Because if they do, Fournier's have a lot of good options. And yeah, there's some guys that are absolute closers that they could slide right in and they would be very good, you know, playing opposite of Nick Bosa. Uh, very true. Lou said, asked a little bit earlier too, Aunt Lou. Lou says, I'm late. Sorry if covered. Team and Lynch not lifting up Trey in favor of trying to salvage Jimmy G is sad. Is a sad commentary of what this saga has become. I'm sad. Lewis said, I think some people are upset with the, the handling of the way that Jimmy Garoppolo is still around because it's like a, a you know, to, to some, it feels like a dark shadow in the room. You know what I mean? Cause it's you definitely got, a shadow. It's like we talked about, it's like the elephant in the room, right? Jimmy Garoppolo is still there. And it, after had, having said goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And it, you know, I think Trey is hoping that the team is going to be his team. And I think the 49ers were hoping to make that signal. And that's why they signed Nate Sudfeld, the $2 million, you know, guaranteed contract. But you know, everything else playing into it makes it seem like Trey Lance is going to have to go in there with Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, in the room with him. And whether they're in an open competition or not, you know, Kyle Shanahan likes to breed competition, so he might actually, you know, allow this to happen. And you wonder how that's going to affect Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance is the kind of guy that's going to respond in a positive manner. He's going to go out there and work harder and do even better and prove that he's the starting quarterback. Like, that's what his mindset's going to be. Like, okay, Jimmy's going to be here. I, I'm I'm not giving it. I'm not, you know, just going to get it given to me. I'm going to go take it. Um, and I think that could actually behoove him and, and be very good for him if, if if that happens. But I don't question his mindset and his ability. I don't think he's... Or his work ethic. No, I, I don't think he's going to be shook by Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I think more so it's us on the outside that look at it and are like, okay, we could have had a more clear path for Trey Lance. True. And WTM asked, what are the odds Jimmy is the start of week one? Um. My personal opinion is just because it's Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance, it's it feels like it would be 50-50. But I I think the reality is is that the Trey's upside and the snaps he's going to be getting in OTAs and minicamp mm-hmm. are going to go a long way to helping not only just helping him demonstrate what he knows and how comfortable he is with the system, but letting him get that familiarity and that comfort level with the starting offense that could pay huge dividends for him, a guy like him who has all the upside and potential in the world to be far far superior superior than anything jimmy garoppolo could be because of the athleticism the big arm um and then his intelligence level how how he sees the game how he understands the game and processes the game if all of those things click right now then this ends up being an 80 20 scenario and the 20 percent chance of jimmy starting is like david campbell said if something were to happen to train he got injured in training camp yeah and and what's nice about this situation um, that just sliding scale by the way i i hate to say it because i don't really like to talk about an injury being a nice situation but it does allow Trey Lance, you know, mini camps and OTAs, 
you know, to be the guy. He's going to be the number one guy. He's going to be in this, you know, in the in the huddle. He's going to be the one that's taking charge of the offense. Those are going to be good things. I know he did it during the year, you know, when he started football games, but that was Jimmy Garoppolo's team, and Trey was a placeholder. This time he can walk in and be like, no, this is my football team. So he can assert some leadership there, and I think everyone's going to be drawn to him. I think he does have a magnetic personality. So I'm curious how, you know, that all goes, and I think that's going to be something exciting to watch. So I think that is one of the good things about Jimmy Garoppolo not being there for OTAs and minicamp is the fact that Trey Lance will be able to kind of develop, you know, develop his uh, leadership qualities and leadership ability, which I believe he has. He just hasn't been able to fully display them yet. No, he really hasn't had a chance to display those yet. And, and look, at the end of the day, this this is an opportunity where you can. You, you have a, the luxury with Jimmy Garoppolo being out that Trey Lance gets an opportunity to not only develop those things, but highlight those things and showcase those things. And that can go a long way to not just winning the team over, but helping him get to a point where, you know, someone had asked last night while streaming, you know, can Trey elevate the team? Well, you can definitely elevate the team. And if the team believes in you, yeah, right. If they look at you the way that, you know, they look at Jimmy Garoppolo, they said it right. When Jimmy comes into the huddle and tells them, Hey, we're going to go down the field. We're going to score. They all believe it. And that helps them, you know, get to that next level push. They don't have doubts in their mind. They, They know their leader is, speaking truth right and speaking truth to facts and that they're going to then go out and execute said thing if trey can do similar types of things instill that confidence in them make plays and show hey and no matter what happens here if 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 you're not perfect i'm gonna pick us up you know i'll extend i'll create um i'm gonna put the ball in space for my playmakers to go make plays and then they're able to go out and execute and do that then when trey comes to home and say guys we got this we know what we are we're going to go show this right now we're going to go prove it otas and training camp give him an opportunity to to really instill that in the group and if he instills that in the group, then okay, there's another thing on the checkbox, right? The checklist of things that Jimmy Garoppolo does well that we don't know that Trey does well that is no longer a factor. And now it just comes down to Trey's ability to, right, understand the system, understand the offense, go out there and show that he can do it, get them in and out of the right plays, and then let the extra stuff um, basically not only just put them over the top, but elevate this offense to a level we haven't seen yet. Yeah, one thing that's really going to help him is having an all-pro you know, caliber center like Alex Mack back out there. And it appears that Alex Mack, you know, could be returning for another season. As John Lynch said, all indications are the fact that Alex Mack is going to be coming back to the 49ers. And that's a good sign. I mean, I know that we are starting to think that was the case after some of the Instagram posts and things that Alex Mack was putting out there. But to hear John Lynch say it, uh, it, it definitely makes it a lot better that you're going to have this, this guy stabilizing that interior offensive line where there's a lot of questions. Lincoln Tomlinson is gone. Daniel Brunskill hasn't signed his tender yet, but presumably he's going to be the starting right guard. Uh, Tom Compton is gone, so that's that's not there. The Forest have made no other free agent signings, but potentially the only other way to do this is whether they come through with a signing later, which doesn't seem to be the most plausible thing, no. or they go through the draft. And in that case, are you going to have somebody that can step in and start day one? You would think it's going to, it's going to fall on Aaron Banks. So... Aaron Banks, Jalen Moore, they can learn a lot from Alex Mack. So Alex Mack being there is huge. And I think that's also huge for Trey Lance as Alex Mack can help him, uh, you know, know what to do as far as blocking assignments. Yeah. Um, and I'm seeing a lot of people here in chat. And Ben V had mentioned earlier, he wouldn't mind Jimmy Garoppolo being the backup at $12 million a year, which I don't know how you how you get that number to that point. Um, you can't restructure his deal. You'd have to extend his deal. And then if you wanted to lower his number, you'd need to void years out and push dead money down into the future which if you're cutting D Ford as well, you've now got more dead money on top of Eric Armstead and George Kittle with dead money. 
you don't want to get to a point where you start having to do that if you're San Francisco, which means the likelihood is you're just going to eat the $25 million now because you've already kind of structured it around the way that you have, right? The $27 million yeah. that his contract is, you kind of just in that boat you're just sitting in that boat with yeah. that money with jimmy yeah and, and lou says it would be insane to keep jimmy on this team and take a 25 million dollar cap hit i totally disagree with you guys on this we already know what jimmy is nothing has changed i think the misconception lou is that i actually think this is the the right thing um i'm not saying that what i'm saying is john lynch believes this is the right thing right now that he has a value i'm not saying if i wasn't in john lynch's situation as gm that i wouldn't potentially cut jimmy garoppolo save 18 million dollars um, and then let that eight eight million roll over if he signed for another deal. I'm not saying that I wouldn't do that. What I'm saying is this is what John Lynch has decided to do, and they feel that the value that they've put on Jimmy Garoppolo uh, and his value to this football team outweighs the potential of cutting him, losing eight million dollars. Um, so they're saying that they're going to roll with this, and uh, that's the thing is it, that's what the team has decided. That's what they believe, and that's that's what we're talking about, you know. And I I get it. You know, because I, I have similar beliefs. I look at all that $18 million and the things that you could do with that $18 million, and there's players you could bring in. There's, of course, you know, Debo Samuel's contract. You'd be pretty close to having enough money for that already. So, yeah, it, it's something that's going to definitely strain them. And I think you can see the strain in his face a little bit as John Lynch is talking to how they're going to make this money work. We'll see how good Parag really is because they're about to have to build a championship roster potentially around, you know, a, a salary cap that includes a... 25 million dollar backup could they restructure him yeah could they extend him yeah the problem is is jimmy garoppolo gonna go for that because why would he, he has to accept why it. why wouldn't yeah. jimmy garoppolo just sit there and be like no you're gonna pay me 25 million dollars and i'm gonna hey, or 27 can, million dollars so i'm gonna you, sit here on the bench you guys did this to jimmy's yeah. gotta be sitting there going you guys did this to yourself right you did this to yourself you, right. you knew i had some injury stuff you knew there was concerns you knew there'd be issues you knew there was a possibility of surgery you knew all those things yeah and, uh, here you are. Here you are trying to deal me. No one wants to take the money. No one wants to take the deal. You're the ones who decided to trade all that capital to go up and get Trey Lance, even though I got you to another NFC Championship game. Uh, if Jimmy wants to be petty, Jimmy can be petty all he wants. It, but it wouldn't be. Is it really being petty? No, it's, it's, it's you got you got offered and signed a, a contract what someone was willing to pay you. And if the Niners hadn't paid him that, someone else was going to. Yes. Someone else was going to give him $100 million over five or six years. That was going to happen. It was either going to be San Francisco or it was going to be someone else. Yep. So Jimmy is not going to just say, yeah, you can have some of that money back, or we can push some of that money down the road so that you guys have a little bit more money uh, to, to build a roster around potentially not me. He's going to be like, you, you already agreed to pay me what I'm worth, so you're going to pay me what I'm worth, or someone else will. Yeah, I mean, that would be that'd be nuts, though, to think that Jimmy Garoppolo would scale back his contract enough to be a long-term answer as backup quarterback for Trey Lance. He believes he's a starting quarterback in this league, and he believes he can play at a high level. And he's been paid, at, you know, as such, $25 million or $27 million, I believe is what it actually is, is what he is. He deserves to get paid because that's what they signed him to. And I will never tell one of these players that they need to take a pay cut. This is what they earn. This is what they're about. Um, so it's a business. And in the same way the teams cut players all the time, don't think twice about it, um, players should think about their money as well. So Jimmy Garoppolo, there's no guarantee that he's going to make another $25 million or $27 million in his lifetime. So you go out there and you make sure that you get your money. And now the 49ers have to figure out what to do with it. Because just like David Campbell said, um, if no one is willing to take Jimmy Garoppolo and trade, what else do you do? You know, you, you sit back. I mean, yeah, you could cut him, lose the money. Uh, but do you just sit back and wait for him to get healthy? In that case, you would get the full $25 million back. So it's a waiting game. But 
Um, it's all it all depends. I mean, the 49ers could turn around after he gets healthy and take that $25 million and roll it into next season. And then, you know, tr- that money would be available for free agents, uh, for possibly re-signing Debo Samuel and, and uh, Nick Bosa. So the 49ers might value the money that much in that way. They could. Yeah. They, they very well could. And uh, there was a question here. I'm trying to okay. find where it was exactly. And Brad Jones says, if they cut Jimmy, do they get a comp pick in next year's draft? Question no, mark. they don't. So if Jimmy Garoppolo is on the 49ers roster and he leaves next year, they'll get a third-round comp pick for him. So right now, that is probably more value than what they're going to get. The problem is you also don't get that $25 million back. You have to decide, is a third-round comp pick worth $25 million? If they wait for him to get healthy and they cut him, you're going to save that $25 million. That'll give you all the operating money you need for during the season because you always need about 5 to $7 million to make signings, Somewhere in there. move people around on the practice squad and that sort of thing. So they would have that. But then they would have the extra $20 million that they could roll into Debo Samuel or Nick Bosa's new deal. So that might be what they're looking at. So this might be one of those things where they're looking down the line a little bit how to use that money. And actually, they had no plans to use that money this year. That could be the case. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Crazy to think that that might be the case, Ant, but it, it, it is true. Yeah. The budgeting a pro football team and contracts be uh, become more difficult uh, or is looking like it's more difficult than it looks. Uh, that's why deals aren't done at a Buffalo Wild Wings, says Arvis. Yeah, that's that's the truth. That's not inaccurate, my guy. Yeah, uh, plus, I mean, how can you make deals when you're eating wings? No, it's bone in or boneless. I, I depends. I'll, I'll go boneless. I'll go boneless. So just you, let me let me just put it in my mouth and not worry about anything. You else. like nuggets? I mean, they're nuggets are okay. That's what they that's what they say. With boneless wings are just nuggets. they're definitely not just nuggets. They taste different, don't they? They're not even yeah. close to nuggets. Okay. Nuggets are different. Nuggets oh, are definitely okay. different. But look, listen, you can't. I'm not going to go wrong with a good bone wing, like a, a bone in chicken. It's just, it's fantastic. There you go. I, I just, I just like it. Let's not talk about food. It's going to get me all hungry and, and all that other stuff. Donald Johnson said, Brad Jones, who cares about a third round pick? The cap money is more important. And also to say what the identity of this team is. So Donald, I get that. I definitely get that. Right. Keeping Jimmy Garoppolo around. And he mentioned this earlier. It may signal to the team that this is still Jimmy's team and cause conflict in that regard. In that sense, I understand that feeling. The difference is I think this team believes in Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. And as long as they go to them and are honest, right, about what's going on, what the decision is, how they're going to go about handling this, the team is going to be behind it. The thing is that a lot of players might actually have more respect for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch if they bring Jimmy Garoppolo back, let this be an open competition, and then Trey Lance wins the job. That might actually not only put John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan in a better light in the locker room, which I believe they're already in a good one, but also it'll put Trey Lance in a good light because they're like, wow, Trey, Trey beat out Jimmy Garoppolo. Trey's the best, you know, best version of quarterback that we need. Trey right now. is the best option. There right. is no question about, you know, whether yeah. or not Trey is the right guy or not. He beat him and everyone saw it clear as day. Um, this is why I'm saying like, if I'm Trey Lance and this is carrying out through training camp, I'm not, I'm not phased by this. I'm not worried yeah. about this. I'm sitting there going good. He stays even better. When I win this job, there are no questions. There are no what ifs. There are no is was would he have really been any? I've solidified it, right? I've not only run the gauntlet and dealt with all the craziness. I've now proved it. Yeah, I mean, could the would the 49ers wait this out all the way to the trade deadline? They could. I mean, I, <laughs> they could. My that's where we're at though now. My personal belief is because I I don't think they're planning on using all of his money. I just think they thought about lo- lo- using some of his money. I think that if they get through training camp that before they get to the final 53, they should cut him. 
um, and recoup that money. I think if they don't have a trade by then, you you go ahead and release him and move on. I don't know if that's what they're going to do. I'm saying that's my opinion, by the way. I don't, I don't, I don't even know if that's what John Lynch and them are going to do. I have no idea at this point. I'm just saying that I think that that money being valued into the next year uh, is important because you, yeah, the salary cap is supposed to explode, but you also have Nick Bosa and Debo Samuel to bring back. And they're pillars of what you're trying to build in San Francisco. And if they're pillars, you got to find a way to. You pay do, them. and and twenty five million dollars is what you're going to need to sign Debo Samuel. Uh, so that money's that money's very valuable at that point. Your 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 ultimate hope is that you get into the draft day and somebody doesn't get the quarterback they want, and then you flip Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, to them for some picks. I, I think that's the perfect scenario, but we'll we'll see what happens. We're we're a little over a month away from the draft. True. Uh, James Hall said Jimmy being on the roster is a fail by the front office, but at this point, only release if they suddenly find a free agent they like, which is unlikely this late into free agency. I think there's free agents they like right now. I still think there's guys out there in free agency that they would love to sign. I, I think as of right now, though, with Jimmy Garoppolo and his current state with the injury and everything else, they're just not going to do this. Um, John Lynch has made it very apparent and clear that yeah. they value Jimmy Garoppolo. They value what he could potentially bring to a team and that he is going to start somewhere if they release him. So if he's going to start somewhere, if they would release him, then you just hold on to him until a team's either willing to trade for him or potentially right out the season. I mean, that's what they're making it sound like. Uh, but then again, what else is John Lynch supposed to say? Uh, if we get past the draft and no one has traded for him yet, we're just going to cut him. Uh, like he's not going to say that. And then, then teams know that, okay, you just bleed these guys dry until after the draft and then they'll release. Yeah. There's a few moves they could still make that, you know, potentially won't add any dead money uh, because you could extend, you know, Jimmy Ward, you could extend Samson Ebucom, uh, extend Emmanuel Mosley. Those would free up some cap space to be able to go get one of these veterans if you really want one of them. But I think they're also waiting for these veterans' price tag to come down. There was the the reports that were coming out over the weekend that Tyron Matthew and Julio Jones were were waiting until they got their value. And until they get their value, they're not going to sign anywhere, which means they're still trying to get top money. They're not they're not 49ers people right now. They have to come down on their amounts before they get anywhere mentioned near this team because John Lynch is not paying top end for a safety, paying top end for Julio Jones. They weren't willing to pay $15 million for Julio Jones in the draft picks last year. So their numbers are going to have to come way down. And until they do, the Niners are not real players for them. So I think I'm just, I think I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for the 49ers to sit there and, and find one of these players that is willing to come down. And when they do, is that potentially when they go make a Jimmy Ward extension or a Samson Ebby extension and bring in one of these veteran players? Possible, and it is possible. Yeah. Sir Juju would ask too, in what way will this benefit the 49ers if Jimmy stays and not only stays, but beats Trey out of the starting quarterback position? Um, Listen, in terms of benefiting the 49ers, if you actually go through a whole OTA, mini camp, training camp, things of that nature, and Jimmy Garoppolo comes into training camp after not done anything in OTAs and mini camp mm -hmm. and beats out Trey Lance, in a world where that happens, as a 49ers fan, I'm still personally not worried about Trey Lance because I've said this and I will say it till I'm blue in the face. I personally thought he needed two years to develop yeah. before I'd see the best version of Trey Lance or at least the best, the version of Trey Lance that I was sitting there going, Hey, that guy can win us a Super Bowl, like right now. Uh, that being said, I think it just, what it truly means is, is that Jimmy is your best option right now at the quarterback position. And that's going to make people feel whatever way you want. But if that's what ends up happening, then it currently is at the moment the best situation for the 49ers? Uh it, I mean, yeah, you don't want you don't want Jimmy Garoppolo to be the better option at quarterback. You don't want out of training it, no. camp. Um, no. I think that if Jimmy Garoppolo was the best option, that's what they would roll with. 
But when it comes down to it, it's time you want a better option at quarterback because you weren't able to win in the in the big time game. So I think that right now that I don't think that's even a possibility that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to go into training camp and beat Trey Lance out. Uh, I I I guess I could fathom a world where that happens. I just believe that Trey's going to make such a huge improvement in what we saw last year that he's just going to continue to you know excel and and take over. But um, Jimmy Garoppolo being around does open that possibility and open that door. So it's going to be something to monitor for sure as we move closer and closer. Um, the one thing we do have with Jimmy Garoppolo being around, and this is this is something that I hope never happens, but if something was to happen to Trey Lance during the offseason, he was to get hurt of some sort, you know, an ACL or something of that nature working out, then potentially at least you have Jimmy Garoppolo to fall back on. That That's the only thing that I can see um, that is really, you know, I'm thankful for having Jimmy around for because – if something was to happen, you know at least you have Jimmy Garoppolo to turn to. So, I mean, other than that, I'm, I can't really find, like, a, a good reason why the 49ers wouldn't move off the $25 million. But, I mean, so far they haven't, and they feel this is the best way to go. So this is this is their team and their decisions. I just talk about it. That's, that's all you can do. You have no control over it, no. right? It's crazy. Uh, it, it is crazy. It's crazy that we don't have a say in any of this, Ant, but that's, that's where we're at. That's what this is. Um, it's a discussion. It's a conversation. It's for some of you. Some of you, the cutback room. Later, David. Later, have, a, David. have a good one. Later, my guy. Um, but for some of you, this is all about, at this moment in time, venting. Venting frustration. Venting confusion. Not understanding why we're in this boat. How did we get here? Why? Why, oh, why, oh, why didn't they make this trade earlier? Just get rid of Jimmy a little bit earlier. Get him. Get rid of him a year early, and, and we save ourselves all of this hassle. Look, I, I think at the end of the day, you did what was best for your team short-term, hoping that it would pay off for you long-term. So far, it hasn't necessarily paid off for you long-term in the sense of, moving off of the money, freeing up that cap space and being able to, to build a better roster around Trey Lance or a deeper roster, a, a roster with some bigger names as well. So Trey has less to do. Um, and so now you're in a boat where it's like, okay, well, if that's not the case, if we can't necessarily do that right now, then we hold on to this and we hedge our bets, right? You hedge your bet against something happening to Trey. You hedge your bet that something doesn't happen for another team, um, you know, pre-draft, post-draft, uh, coming into OTA's training camp, things of that nature. Because if a quarterback goes down somewhere, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo immediately becomes an option. Yeah. Or if a quarterback comes in for another team that's a, a young guy that one of these teams is banking on being an option, you get through, start getting into training camp and preseason games, and, and they're sitting there going, oh, good God almighty, this is not going to work. Jimmy Garoppolo becomes an option. And there's still teams like the, the Panthers who maybe are just sitting out strong, hoping that you know Jimmy gets cut and they can just try and swoop him up that way. Or a team like the Patriots that's saying, hey, we can upgrade the position without having to give any capital back up after having dealt him away. Um, they're all just waiting to see if the Niners are going to flinch. And right now, the Niners aren't flinching. No, and I mean, a lot of these teams could be waiting to see if they're going to get one of the quarterbacks they want in the draft. Maybe there's a also quarterback that, that they're too. targeting, hoping somebody's going to be there. And when they don't, could potentially they turn around and trade then. So I think the trade is another location where we can watch and see potentially if Jimmy Garoppolo gets moved. We'll see if that happens, but I think the chatter over the next few weeks is going to get quiet. Uh, well, to a point, you know, I mean, around the NFL, it'll get quiet, but in 49ers land, I don't think it's going to, because I think these revelations of Jimmy Garoppolo continuing to be on the roster, possibly through the summer, is going to, you know, have people a little a little bit upset, you know, and I, I, I get it for sure, because I do believe that, you know, the 49ers uh, are putting pressing pause on Trey Lance's rookie pay scale. By having Jimmy Garoppolo's contract, you're pushing pause on potentially using the full element of that rookie pay scale, which you know as well as I do. Alex, we've been talking about for a couple of years that 
my belief is the rookie pay scale is your best opportunity to win a Super Bowl in the league the way that the salary cap functions now. So I think that maybe this is one of those things that it sucks because it doesn't really actually start until 2023 if Jimmy Garoppolo is on the books. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't. And that's another window, right? And another opportunity gone to build a, a talented roster, get these guys under contract while Trey Lance is on a very team-friendly deal. Um, and you only have, you know, if, if it's just him and if it's just him and Sudfeld, it's $8 million. Uh, let's also not forget that that John Lynch also put Nate Sudfeld in into the conversation in terms of great quarterbacks on this roster that they're very comfortable with. He said it. Comfortable, I understand. Comfortable. Great quarterback. Okay. Interesting choice of words. My apologies. Comfortable with three okay. guys that they have on their roster. It's a very interesting thing to say. If you're very comfortable with all three guys, then you would think Jimmy Garoppolo becomes very expendable. If you're comfortable with Sudfeld and you're comfortable with Trey, then there is no need to hold on to Jimmy. I, I, you're always going to say you're comfortable with the way a room looks right then because it gives you options. Sure. Uh, if somebody comes calling about Nate Sudfeld, you have the option to move him at that point. If somebody calls about Jimmy Garoppolo, you have the option to move him, but you're always feeling comfortable about that. And to be honest, why wouldn't you? It's the same exact quarterback room you had last year, except for the fact that Trey Lance is going to be a whole lot better playing quarterback. So your room is actually better than it was. So if you're rolling over with the same quarterback you know, room that you had, as long as you can put a good roster around the you know, around these guys, potentially you have a team that not only went to the NFC Championship, but should have probably won uh, if they would have had a quarterback that could have made a couple of more plays, an offensive line that maybe wasn't so banged up and could have made a couple more blocks, you know, a maybe a safety that would have made an interception or, you know, or a corner that would have sagged a little bit. So there were opportunities for the four years to get themselves to the Super Bowl. And they weren't able to. So maybe they feel that, you know, building a roster around these guys that they have, they could get it done. Um, but I I know for a fact they didn't plan on having Jimmy Garoppolo's $25 million on the books right now. No, no, no. Um, in fact, people were like, they said they had budgeted for Jimmy Garoppolo, and you kept saying, they say that, but the idea was to budget for him at the start of free agency, not at this point. The plan was not to be holding on to Jimmy to now. The plan was to be able to hold on to him potentially for like a week into free agency and then be able to move off and then go sign the guys you want maybe start working on the Debo extension, knowing you have the money right now to potentially get it all done oh, yeah. and free it all up. Um, you weren't planning on this. Um, and John Lynch's comments and what he said have essentially pointed that out to be the case, right? This is not something that they were planning to be the case, but because of the current situation, they're also not going to panic and throw everything out the window and, and cut this man. Uh, they're going to find a different way to work this out. And I just saw Arvis said, I've been sitting on this. Uh, I've been sitting out on this here. Uh, please give me your true responses. The league does deals and players dirty and has been doing it for decades. The 49ers want to establish a family culture like they did kind of with way everything panned out with Hurd, D Ford, Williams, and now Jimmy. Um, the Niners are are about taking care of guys. This is something that this this yeah. organization has been about, um, you know, since Morabito, when, when Morabito took the team over. And we, we talked about that on the 49ers cutback in time over on Patreon. Um, they are about taking care of football players. That's what they do. No, they do. They always put them in good situations. I mean, Alex Smith going to Kansas City was a good situation for him. And you knew they were going to try to put Jimmy Garoppolo in a good situation. That's why the Colts seemed like it matched up the best. It was a good situation for Jimmy. And then ultimately, the 49ers get to move, you know, Jimmy's uh, contract. So you're right. They're not going to put him in a bad situation. So maybe they won't cut him if it gets through training camp because that would be a bad situation. I think that they will always do their best for their players. At some point, you know, will they choose that, you know, they need to choose to make a move, even if the, you know, the player doesn't like it? Possibly. Um, but I, I just don't know. I, I don't know. I think that it, it would be, it would be a little interesting 
to roll in with a backup quarterback that makes $27 million. Uh, so, I mean, if Jimmy Garoppolo is not starting, that's the risk you run. And I do believe that he's a starting quarterback in this league. I think he's, you know, one of the top 20 quarterbacks in the league. And I think he would be good on a, another roster. But right now, is, is, that, is that spot open? I think it would open up if he was released. And maybe that's what he goes to the 49ers to at some point. And that is how they show their gratitude to him. Say, okay, you know, we would love to get something back for you, but we're going to go ahead and release you. Uh, because that's what you want, and and we're going to put you in a situation. The fact that he hasn't asked for a release either uh, means he understands the market as well. So uh, Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't asked for a release. The 49ers haven't decided to release him, and they would have probably done that before uh, before uh, free agency started, so he could have had a lot of landing spots. Question for you. Yeah. This is something now that, that when you said that, Jimmy Garoppolo understanding the market, but also understanding you know his standing on the team and where he is and and – this is a guy who definitely believes in himself. Yeah. He he believes he is he's a quality quarterback in this league, if not one of the better ones. Um, you can't operate at a high level in the league if you don't believe that you can go out there and beat just about anybody. Is there any part of Jimmy Garoppolo that has already discussed this with San Francisco? Hey, if we can't find a viable trade option, then you can cut me if I don't beat out Trey Lance for the job. I mean, I wouldn't say that if I was him. I wouldn't either. I, I mean, if if I was him, I would I'd be looking for a potential. I'd have Donald Yee looking, my agent looking for opportunities for me to land. But Donald Yee, I guarantee, has contacted every single team that has an opening or could potentially have an opening or an upgrade at the quarterback position. They know the market and they probably know it on both sides. And the fact that he didn't land anywhere means there may not have been the market that everyone anticipated was going to be for Jimmy Garoppolo. Possible. And so, I mean, he can sit there right now and play hardball with the 49ers. Because $25 million, he still gets paid $25. So uh, I don't know what his mindset is right now. It's probably just on recovery. But Jimmy Garoppolo is also not playing games because he's not letting anyone comment on any of his social media posts right now. No. No, not at all. Yeah. Not not at all, Anton. You know what? That's not necessarily a bad thing for him because oh, it's, no. I'm, it's, I'm, not, I'm, it's not going to be anything that oh, and I'm is not gonna, anything about the post. I'm not going to back off Mr. Corey. He's a top 20 quarterback in the league. I mean, that's not even, is, yeah. that, is that even debatable? I mean, he's a top 20 quarterback. In the league. Not you're, you're, not, you're not going to the playoffs with a below average quarterback. I mean, and even at that average, right, is what, 18? Or, you know, uh, 16? 16, 16 I, I mean. I, I think saying he's in the top 20 is pretty realistic. That's extremely realistic. Yeah. I wouldn't put him any lower than about 20. No, is there players that are more talented than him? And a lot of players, maybe 20 more quarterbacks more talented? Yeah. Doesn't make them better quarterbacks, though. Talent doesn't measure your... Your ability as a yeah. as a quarterback. So well, talent is just po- talent is just potential. It's possibility. Right. It's not reality. Well, that, that's why Dan Marino is Dan Marino and Joe Montana was Joe Montana. Correct. Dan that's Marino. why when someone asked me that last night, yeah. I was like, "That's not that." I mean, listen, yeah. in terms of talent, you're going to go with Marino, the arm strength, the mobility, yeah. everything he did. But in terms of like actually doing what you're supposed to do on the football field as a quarterback and doing the thing that all quarterbacks that you're bringing into your organization are supposed to do, which is you know win games and win Super Bowls, it's not even a debate. You can't even debate it. No. Yeah, I mean, so that's the thing. I'm, I'm, I, Jimmy's Jimmy's Jimmy, and I mean that's how it is. And some people unfortunately believe he's the 35th best quarterback in the league. Some Which people believe he's the top 10, and the truth is he's probably right around 20. Well, right in the middle, right, yeah. right between 35 and 10, Ant. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. Right where it's right where most of the time, you know, when the polar opposites are out there, you you just find the middle, and and you're gonna be good. Um, yeah, probably that, probably yeah. a situation there. I, I did see uh, someone that said if the Niners cut him, he's landing with the sea chickens. So I did, I did see that. Um, and Seattle is a is a place Maybe. that is, would definitely be looking to upgrade the quarterback spot. Uh, the problem is, is that you know the Niners probably aren't going to be dealing him there. 
Yeah. Not going to happen. Jelly said, did we re-sign tight end Ross Dwells? Mr. Dwelly, we did. We did, yeah. Ross Dwelly is back. We did, man. We 100% did. Uh, Crypto King Jimmy G is trash. Y'all bugging. I mean, I guess we're bugging. Uh, listen, is Jimmy? does Jimmy G have limitations? Yes. Does Jimmy G do some things well? Yes. Um, do we think that Trey Lance is definitely a, a guy who has a much higher ceiling and by all appearances, I mean, I, I don't have any, I don't have any like reservations in saying that I, I, as of this point in time, I think Trey Lance has every upside of beating out Jimmy Garoppolo and being the starting quarterback yeah. this upcoming season. Well, Trey Lance has the potential to be one of the top 10, top five quarterbacks in the league. Jimmy doesn't have that potential. No, he doesn't. That's why he's a middle of the road, you know, 20th best quarterback in the league. Um, that That's, that's just how it is. But I mean, just to say that he's not better than some of the guys that, you know, were out there. I mean, two attack of below hasn't showed anything. Davis Mills, yeah, he was he was all right, but he wasn't that much better than Jimmy Garoppolo. In fact, I don't think he was better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Mac Jones wasn't better than Jimmy Garoppolo no. last year. So I, I think that there's there's definitely quarterbacks that aren't as well, good as and if Jimmy you, Garoppolo. And if you talk about in terms of actual play on the field, right? Because that's what you know that's yeah. what you have to talk about is play on the field. I mean, I, I think you know, some of these people are like, Well, Zach Wilson is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, but he hasn't played like it yet. Trevor Lawrence is better than but he hasn't played like it yet. These guys have to actually go out there and start doing those things, playing well, throwing for four thousand yards throwing a lot of touchdowns, limiting the number of interceptions, and then their team needs yeah. to start winning football games. Like, those things have to happen before you can put that guy in that category. Well, and and Mr. Corey gave us a list, and he needs to add Daniel Jones to that list as well. Um, That's another quarterback. Uh, he was better than uh, Trevor Lawrence was last year, that's for sure. Yep. Trevor Lawrence was not very good. Now, does um, Trevor Lawrence have higher upside and potential than Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah. Yes. Is he more talented than Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes. yes. And, a thousand percent. And they will be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. That's not even the case. Just they weren't better than him last year. No. <laughs> that's There's nothing wrong with saying that is not a crazy statement, folks. It's no. not a crazy statement. No. Right now, he is a top 20 quarterback. In two years, he might not be a top 20 no. quarterback. But guess what? That's two years from now. We're talking about right now. Yeah. At I, this moment. I mean, and I, I'm one of those ones that thinks he's better than Baker Mayfield. So I'd I put, would agree I'd, with you on that. I'd put Baker Mayfield in there, too. Of course, there's tons of quarterbacks in this league that are better than Jimmy Garoppolo. That's not that's not the case. In fact, I, I think there's potentially 19 better than Jimmy Garoppolo. It's just, just a statement. Right. It's just a statement, and and like Mr. But Corey Mr. Said, Corey's right. We can all have. We all everyone's have entitled to their own opinion. Oh, of course, on this. exactly. Yeah. Everyone can feel, of course, whatever way they want about it. But you know what you need to know. You need to know with a certainty and with with one hundred percent accuracy is that as of right now, it looks like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be with the San Francisco 49ers for the foreseeable future. For the foreseeable future, cutback crew. That may mean through the draft, as some people suggest, that that means day two of the draft, and then he gets dealt. Maybe, which that would be absolutely nuts. Yeah, that happened on day two. Yeah, it would be. That'd be it fun. would be. Yeah, that's going to be, be fun. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Tons of fun. Yeah. <laughs> it really would be. For sure. How many of the quarterbacks beat Jimmy G says it's reality? You're talking about quarterbacks in the league right now? Like, beat him out that are, like, legitimately better than him? I mean, Ant said, all right, he's a top 20 quarterback, so you're looking at 18 to 19 guys that yeah. be better than I mean, you can't go that. I mean, because he beat Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is actually a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. Correct. You know, he, he beat... Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. They're they're more talented than him. That's not and and they're winning football yeah, that's games the and the stats back. It. He, he's he's a but he he does have some traits that are elite, like being a very good guy. We're on a quick release. He has a quick release. That's just the way it is. He throws in tight windows. That's something he does well. That's an elite trait. Um, there are quarterbacks in this league that don't have any elite traits, like Baker Mayfield. He doesn't have a single elite trait. Not one. 
Um, literally not one and 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 that's it and you know what i like davis mills so i do believe davis mills is going to overtake jimmy garoppolo at some point um because i liked him in the draft i did like him in the draft so i think there's potential there but yeah i mean it's jimmy he's he he, we know what he is he's a middle of the road quarterback everyone's been saying that he's a middle of the road quarterback well guess what that's where 20 is middle of the road right right in the middle yeah and you're in that 15 to 20 range and you're you're right in the middle um and someone had just dropped uh two uh, Renee just dropped Jimmy G is the 18th best quarterback on NFL 2021 quarterback ranking. So there you go. I mean, that, that puts him yeah. right in that category yeah. that we think he is. I didn't think it was crazy to actually make that statement. I'm actually surprised so many people were, you know, on that state on you know, on that case, I wasn't yeah. saying he was top 10 for sure. I was saying he was 20. So I was saying that there's 12 <laughs> quarterbacks, you know, that aren't as good as you him. went right between you literally went yeah. right between, uh, the, the premier of the premier in the league and, and the bottom barrel garbage yeah. that is in the league at the quarterback position. And for some people, that's just too much. It's too much credit. <laughs> too much credit for Jimmy. That is how polarizing the quarterback yeah, position for is. San Francisco has become. No, I think so. And you know, they're right. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Some people see Jimmy G as trash. Some people think that you know he was a he was a pretty good quarterback. Um, and I think everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I mean, people still have their own opinions about Jeff Garcia or Colin Kaepernick. It's true. Um, you know, I mean, people have their ideas about where those guys actually sat. So um, I don't think this is going away anytime soon. And that's okay. You know, I mean, the one thing I do, I, I would really like is resolution. So I'd like resolution to whether Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be on the roster so we can deal with that, or he's not going to be on the roster. So we, we can, can deal, deal with, with that. that. But John Lynch's <laughs> statements give me none of that, Alex. None. No, it does the opposite, right? It makes every it puts everything up in the air, and it's limbo. We're we're just stuck in limbo yet again with this situation. Yeah, will he be around? Won't he be around? Uh, you know, now you're, you know it's very similar, but with D Ford, will he be finding a way to get himself healthy and on the football field? Or as John Lynch stated, there's been no progress, and he won't be around the football field. Yeah, and in that case, what will the 49ers freaking do if that is the case? Um, the only thing that has come out of John Lynch's mouth, Ant, that is or not even necessarily a John Lynch mouth. The only thing that's happened today that has made me sure about something is the fact that I am now sure that Ross Dwelly is back in San Francisco on a one-year deal. Yeah. Other than that, not sure about a lot of other stuff. No. That's literally it. Yeah. And, and you know, Marvin Rose is right. Stats, stats don't win a title. That is that is very Correct. true. Stats don't win a title. Um, you know, I, I, I don't remember who it was. I, I missed it on the... Oh, Adrian Gutierrez said, 18th quarterback on a great team is not good. That's why they traded up for Trey Lance. They're trying to get an elite quarterback. Is Jimmy Garoppolo an elite quarterback? No. You know what there's not in this league? Very many elite quarterbacks. Is there a reason why the word elite is not attached to every quarterback? Yeah, I mean, it is. It really is. Because you've seen quarterbacks come to the league. I mean, think about other starting quarterbacks this year. You're going to have Jameis Winston as a starting quarterback. You're going to have Marcus Mariota as a starting quarterback. Um, There's going to be other ones as well. Potentially Drew Locke as a starting quarterback. You know what I mean? I love Jameis, but he hasn't done enough in this league yet to be considered better than Jimmy Garoppolo. More talented, yes. Um, Potential, but yeah, I mean everything. Everything is there for Jameis. Yeah, and listen, you know, we've I've heard people. Well, he threw a lot of touchdowns. He did a lot of great stuff there. He with did. Tampa. He did. He also threw a lot of interceptions. And people who are frustrated about Jimmy Garoppolo, he he's the first thirty for thirty quarterback in NFL history. Yeah, thirty touchdowns and thirty picks in a single season. That's nice. Nice touchdown. But the, the TD to the interception ratio was literally one for one. I mean, darn near close to it. Yeah. So, I mean, it, this is this is something where, you know, the Niners feel like they have a guy who's sitting it right in the middle of the pack and would start on most teams in the league. Uh, it's just a matter of another team wanting to pull the trigger on that. And right now it feels like no team is willing to do that. Uh, no team wants to do that. And if you're the Niners, you're just going to stick this out and hope that someone changes their mind. Yeah. <laughs> you would think Carolina would be one of those teams with Sam Darnold as a starting quarterback. Uh, Because even though I think Darnold's a a talented player, he definitely has not shown that he can be a 
a good quarterback in this league. No, he's still seeing ghosts. Yeah, poor guy. He went from he went from three and zero Panthers team and people being like it was Adam Gase all along to oh my god no it's it's just <laughs> Sam Darnold. Mr. Corey, you guys are real. Men. <laughs> oh man, I just missed. Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up, Mr. Corey. Yeah. You guys are real men. Uh, apparently, Auntie went. He made Lombardi fight back tears for okay. almost ten minutes <laughs> after he pinned his comment about him being just a company man. Much respect to you guys. We're, we're not gonna take things too personally here. It's just no. not. It's just not gonna happen. We're we're here to have a conversation. We're not here to. Talk down. We're not here to state that our opinions are law ant and that what we're saying is how it is. We're just trying to understand what San Francisco is doing. And at the end of the day, uh, that means saying some things, putting things out there, being right sometimes, being wrong other times, and then being able to be enlightened by the cutback crew. Yeah, and I, I think that everyone in chat has their own opinions on things. And it doesn't Accurate. mean they're right or they're wrong. They're how they see it. Alex, we talked about this a lot when we were coach. Is every single coach that was on my coaching staff potentially saw the game differently than I did. And that that's that's one of the fun things about football. Everyone sees a different angle. Everyone, you know, draws a different value on each player. And that's why the draft is so fun. Because different, you know, different teams see players in a different light. The eye of the beholder is a real thing. Um, so that's that's why too I'm get excited about getting into the draft. I, I would have loved to have done draft content today. Uh, but John Lynch we, just we John Lynch just had to have his comments today, didn't he? He just had to say it, man. He had yeah. to say it and blow up all of our plans because our plans were originally to to bring you our very first draft breakdown right. live stream, and we were going to go live and talk about a specific position that you guys will be finding about tomorrow, barring John Lynch or someone in the 49ers organization doing something crazy. I don't think they're going to do anything crazy. You know, I, I think that they're just continuing to make these um, 90 man, potentially 53 man roster signings. Um, but yeah, he, op he he definitely had a lot of information because after the re the restructure of D Ford, and then D Ford going on Instagram and posting the picture of him, you know, in the 49ers uniform, it appeared that he was signaling he was giving this thing another run. And I had seen someone way back leave a comment, "Wouldn't you guys like to see you know D Ford potentially get three games to try to prove something?" I think the 49ers would give that to him if he could prove he could stay healthy, but he's going to have to practice now. He's going to have to prove that he can stay healthy. And I think they are leery about having that contract be guaranteed. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're not happy about it. Brad said, how did that Trey Ants article go? You were talking about yesterday, Alex. So I posted an update on the community page. Article comes out Wednesday. And the gentleman who said, you know, per, per a former NFL scout breaking down this film. Well, I was reading more up about the individual, the gentleman, the Daniel, I think Harmon is his name. Um, he is the scout. He is a former NFL scout. Are you talking about the one that writes for SI now? Yes. Something Kelly or something like that? Yes. I think okay. it's Daniel Kelly is his okay. name. Daniel Kelly. Uh, he is the one yeah. that was a former NFL scout. This is his analysis of Trey Lance. So this is going to be absolutely hysterical because this is a Washington Redskins fan who was a scout for the Jets in 2020. Yeah, go back and read some of his other Twitter posts. He's anti-Trey Lance. Very anti-Trey um, Lance. Yeah. No, I, I mean, this is, this is one of the things that happened. I mean, Grant Cohn hired him for SI to have a different opinion of Trey Lance. I mean, that's part of the reason he did it. Uh, so, I mean, I think this is going to be just what he does. He's, he's going to say a lot of crazy stuff about Trey Lance, and yeah, I wonder if people are going to believe it or not. To be honest, I'm not interested enough to read this article. No, um, I, I want to. I, I personally just want to see what the analysis is because yeah. I want to see how what how many hoops this guy jumps through and how many different uh, ways he has to stretch himself to try and convince himself and try and really convince others. So, so is he a scout of quarterbacks? Is, no. is that what he did? No. Did he ever coach quarterback? No. So This is also, keep in mind, Ant, this is also a guy who was a fan who literally petitioned, petitioned the Jets in order to get a scouting job and was there for one year. Okay. One cool. year. 
I mean, he did it though, right? He did the job. He did do the job. Okay. Well, I mean, he's he's entitled to his opinion just as much as everybody it's else. True. But I just um, I'm really looking forward to. I only want to read it because I want to see how how you can convince yourself that this is reality. Yeah. I want to see. It'll be interesting. I want to see how you can get yourself there because uh, then maybe I have a better understanding of 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 why uh, I may have doubts about Trey Lance and not in terms of doubts about him being a a good quarterback, but why you know I was so dead set on him being a a guy who took who's going to take two years to develop rather than just one. A lot of people were like, hey, just one. I was like, I feel like he needs two. Personally, that's what, how I felt. But, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping to be wrong. I want yeah. to be wrong. I want to be dead wrong. I want to be on featured on Big Yikes. Remember when Alex said this? I want that, and I want that smoke uh, because there is nothing in this world I want more than Trey Lance to just Im- implode the 49ers' decision in terms of, you know, do we need to keep and hold on to Jimmy? Do we need to just look at Trey Lance just absolutely killing in training camp and being like, we can move off of this guy. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm curious to see what Trey looks like for sure. That is, uh, sure. I want to see how how big of an improvement he made. And just the excitement of seeing what he did from Cardinals game to Texans game was enough to you know definitely get me excited about his potential and what he could do and uh, the talents that he has. So this is going to be a fun season. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to what the 49ers do in 2020. And David Hasselhoff just said, "Is there anything good anyone has to say about Trey?" Of course. There are a lot of people who have a lot of very positive things to say about Trey. Um, I, I, it's funny. Uh, when I hear people who are very pro-Trey, Ant, it's a lot from them about, all I hear is people doubting Trey Lance. And when you hear people who are very pro-Jimmy Garoppolo, all I hear is hate for Jimmy Garoppolo. And put, it's very funny. When you're very wrapped up in one side of it and, and want a specific thing, you tend to be able, you tend to tune out the positive because you believe those positive things. It's very easy to just see that and just be like, yeah, of course, no duh. Like, that's yeah, that's how I'm seeing this thing too. And you tend to focus on, or not tend to focus on, the the negative stuff sticks in your mind more. It really just it, it ingrains in you because you're so not that way in terms of how you perceive it. Um, it's so different that it it's hard to just not notice it. It stands out to you. Yeah, I think it's okay to recognize that Jimmy Garoppolo did a lot of good for the football team. Uh, that he was a solid quarterback that helped them get you know where they wanted to get, and that Trey Lance is the future, and that he's you know hopefully eventually going to be an elite quarterback in this league. I think it's okay to think both of the case, you know, and uh, that's kind of where I'm at. So I'm hoping that's okay. Uh, but I, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely okay. Yeah. It, it's one of those things where I think I would, I really do want the quarterback situation to get figured out in San Francisco. Um, and maybe they have it figured out. And maybe it's just not as, as clear to everybody else right now. Possibly. But yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things that I think is, you know, we thought was going to come to resolution sometime in early March as this trade was going to happen. And here we are sitting at the end of March with no end in sight. Uh, very, very accurate. At, uh, no end in sight indeed. And boy, oh boy, does it feel like this is going to be dragging on for much longer than everyone would like it to. But that's that's the boat that we're in. And as 49ers fans, all we can do is uh, come together. Come together. Support one another. <laughs> I, I, I like what Lou said. We are broke currently. Who's next on the restructure train? Um, basically, are I, broke. I, I don't think that there's an... I don't know if there's a restructure coming. I would think it would be what an extension. Dwe- do you know what Dwelly's number was? No. Uh, they haven't released the number okay. yet, but my guess would be it's going to once again be a league mi- or, you know, under the minimum and not be higher than one of the you know the top 51 contracts. So we're going to be sitting with about $2 million. $2 million again. Okay. I mean, this is just how they're operating right now. They're making all these low-budget signings to fill out their 90-man roster, which is what they're supposed to do. But Lou is right. At some point, Someone. they do have to free up enough money to sign their draft picks and their draft picks are going to cost them around seven to eight million dollars so who is that going to be is it going to be a restructure which kicks a can down the road which nobody really cares for or is it going to be an extension like are they going to extend jimmy ward two to three more years you know and and potentially spread his money out and lower his cap number for this year 
they could do that. Samson Ebucom is another can candidate for that. And Emmanuel Mosley, Dre Greenlaw, um, potentially even Debo Samuel. They could lower the cap number this year sure. using Debo Samuel's contract. Uh, but he, he's so cost-effective. I'm not sure he's the, the most um, likely one. No. So there are avenues for them. I, I see that you know Lombardi gets hate for this a lot because he's always pointing that out. And people don't want to kick the can down the road. But with the extensions, if they're on the right players... Those are just good moves for you as you keep, you know, making sure you have players around for a while. Jimmy Ward would make sense. Right. Th those things those things make sense. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I don't want to restructure a bunch of people and have a, a ton of dead money either because I'd love to take advantage of the, the Trey Lance rookie pay scale. Yeah, give me, give me some of that. Yeah. Give me some of that Trey Lance rookie pay scale. We ride if Jimmy starts next year. Who's with me, says Mr. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I love the passion. I do, too. I love the energy. Bringing it in I there. love the energy, my yeah. guy. Uh, look, and we're going to start wrapping this thing up. So cut back yeah. through. If you have any last minute questions you want answered, if you just need to vent, now is the time to do it. And while you're doing that, don't forget to like the video. Don't forget to subscribe. If you haven't already, hit that notification bell because tomorrow we will be going live and live right here on the channel to talk about wide receivers in free agency or not free agency, excuse me, the draft. Draft wide receivers that the 49ers could be going after that fit the scheme. Not that we want. Not that we love the skill set and love the, the talent of the individual player. And like, I just want that guy. In San Francisco. No, no, no. What guys make sense? Who are the legitimate options that the 49ers are going to be looking at in the upcoming 2022 NFL draft? Yeah, and we're going to look at it, too, from where they draft. You know, who, who's going to make sense at the 61 area, the 93, the 105, you know, potentially even farther down the road, 133. Um, we're going to take a look at it and and see which, you know, which wide receivers fit what the 49ers do and also land in that particular spot. Um, so there's no reason for us to talk about some of the guys that are higher, even though we evaluated them. There's not, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about first round, you know, wide receivers. Especially so. guys that are going to go in the top 10 like Drake London. Yeah. I, well, now I've seen him go as, as low as 20, by the way, Alex. What? Yeah, because he hasn't ran yet. Oh, I mean, dang. some people are waiting What's for him his, to run. When is his pro day? That I don't know. It's um, coming up. I'm sure we'll find out up. at some point, but yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into this and I'm looking forward to get, you know, to what everyone has to say too. So make sure you join us for that live stream, jump in and talk with us about these players as we continue to go through it. Correct. And if we get through the end of this, the, that discussion tomorrow and through the end of the live stream tomorrow, and we still haven't brought up the guy that you're in love with, who you fit, think could feel uh, to fit in at one of those picks, then that is your chance to put it out there and let us know because maybe they'll be featured on the Hidden Gem episode that we do later on in draft content season. Yeah, I, I love the Hidden Gem part, by the it's way. My favorite, it's um, our favorite. Yeah, last year we went crazy on draft you know, content. I have a feeling we're going to put out a decent amount of draft content this year as well. These are yes. fun conversations to have. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I know JL is going to be dropping in some guys that he likes, and I'm, right. I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. And potentially, maybe there's players I haven't even thought about yet that people are going to let us know about. But I'm sitting here, and I have a list in front of me, and it has 35 wide receiver names, so... I think we have some conversations to have. We have a lot of conversations to be had. It's going to be a lot of fun, TCC. Oh, Lord, here comes 50 Christian Watson comments. Says Mr. Corey. <laughs> well, Mr. Corey, we'll wait to see if that comes out tomorrow. We'll see yep, you for that live right. stream tomorrow. Cutback crew, thank you for the support. Make sure you like the video. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. Get excited about the draft content because it is draft season now. It is time to focus on the draft. We are shifting gears. If there's breaking news, you can still count on us to break it. But as of now, Ant, it's all drafts all the time from now until the actual, literally, until draft day. Yeah. I mean, there could potentially be little uh, I, little nuggets in there along the way. Who knows? The 49ers might still go out and make some move, right? 
except Maybe. unless they're completely broke because they are they got two million dollars left it's not a lot eh? it's, it's really it's really not you, a lot you, of money. you don't think tyron matthew or stefan gilmore want two million dollars a year <laughs> no they can, don't. We, can we work out what what uh Lowell collins got where he got two what 1.9 million dollars for one season can we do that we don't need more than like a hundred thousand dollars on the books right <laughs> You would think you do. You you would think you need a little bit more. Marvin Rogers said, just got a call from Social Security. They want to restructure my pay. Dang. Just going to have to yeah. quit. Yeah, I'm going to have to go check some spreadsheets or something. I got to figure out if we got more money left around. We Can we restructure, extend some guys? We're, we're going to take a look. <laughs> we're, we're going to do our due diligence. We're going to pull yeah. the, all the spreadsheets, and all of the spreadsheets that we can possibly pull. We'll see you tomorrow for draft content, our very first draft episode of the, se- of the of draft season. And until that one cutback crew and the faithful, stay safe. Remember the right way is always the 49ers way.